0: up everybody this is tyler this is danny and we're back by ourselves (laughs) now this is fried squirms we're here to get stoned and talk about horror movies this week will be blood quantum but before we get there as i already said we're here to get stoned so danny with our green hits today as we get started off on this wonderful little recording session what is this jay that you have brought me today i think so brought
1: this strain over last week, so it shouldn't be a surprise for those who did listen. But for those who didn't, I brought you a joint of the lemon lava from our friends over at Flower. And with that being said, it is a sativa dominant hybrid strain. It is created with the delicious lemon heads and lava cake strains. And it is named for its delicious flavor, the lemon. So hence uh, the limonene is going to be the most prevalent terpene on profile here, along with like linalool, myrcene, some humulene and pinene. Of course, Caryophyllene's in the mix as well. Not very high on the total terpenes, but the total cannabinoids come in at about 24% over at flower. Uh, with that being said, too, this one is good for those who might be suffering from anxiety, chronic pain, depression, migraines, and stress. And the effects on this one shouldn't be a surprise since it is a sativa-dominant hybrid. It's going to be euphoric, uplifting. You'll feel a little giggly and happy, so it hits all the hallmarks.
0: All right, this week, it's been a while since I brought this in. I know we've done it before because we've had to explain the weirdness <laughs> about the strain before. This week I brought you some Garden City Kush. Oh, hell yeah. The weirdness about the strain is we don't know what it's bred from. I mean, I think they say something up on, like, or when placard. you said yeah, but I don't remember what the I placard said. I can't remember either. Garden City, of course, is one of the nicknames for Missoula where we are located. So this is like their version of whatever they're considering our hometown strain to be. So it's going to be a mix of some kushes, probably a phenotype that hasn't been documented before, or at least not documented well enough for them to throw a different name on it. Good little kush, though. Yeah. Been smoking on it all week. Indica-leaning, total cannabinoids right at 27%. And with the terps, it is mostly going to be limonene, myrcene, and pinene. Nice. I guess technically karyophylline has a little bit more than the mercine, but they're actually almost like neck and neck. Not too much terps anyway, though, only like 1.2%. But That's about what it is on yeah. too, yeah. So that's what we got for weed today. I'd just like to remind everybody to go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash squirms. At the lowest level, you could have got this last week. At the highest level, you could be chatting us up on the Discord. That in-between... You get those Patreon-only episodes. We've been doing our monthly lookbacks, going through our old catalog. Of course, last week was one for everybody since we had Mac on, but normally those tend to be Patreon-only as we go through them. And what do we have coming up next? Well, if if
1: you've been possessed, and then someone comes and pays you a visit again, no you sure. become we being repossessed. repossessed. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our next one. It's going to be fun. I know it's kind of a curveball in the mix Mm -hmm. of what we started with, but that's what makes it fun is going back and revisiting
0: this film and thinking about why the hell we chose it. That's right. I guess with that being said, let's stop screwing around in this section and get on to the guts and bolts of Blood Quantum. Guts and bolts. All right. Guts and bolts. Who and what went into the making of this movie? Spoiler free. And our spoiler-free setup, in case you don't know what the hell Blood Quantum is about. Blood Quantum is going to be... Zombie apocalypse happens, but it turns out that if you're native, you're immune. I mean, basically. <laughs> and it's... I mean, it's Canada, so it's First Nations, but it's set up on a res, basically. Of course,
1: from week to week, we like to talk about our cast and crew. And this week is a gentleman we haven't talked about before... But this is Jeff Barnaby, and with that being said, he is the director, writer, and editor on this particular film. Now, Jeff himself was born on a Mi'kmaq reserve, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, but it's, I think it's Stigouge, uh, Quebec, or Quebec. And uh, with that being said, a lot of his filmmaking, even with his shorts, were directed more about like the Mi'kmaq um, mm-hmm. way of life, and just... Uh, some of the feelings, you know, around just just being native in general, right? Uh, so his perspective is is pretty interesting when it comes to that. But a few films of note from him, he did the short from Cherry English back in 2004, along with The Colony. He's also known for the film Rhymes for Young Ghouls, which I actually looked at the trailer on that. It actually looks really good. Mm. All right. So the cinematographer on this is Michel Saint Martin. They're also known for the film The Colony. Jack of Diamonds, Rhymes for Young Ghouls, and the television series Ghosts from 2022. All right, music was composed by Jeff Barnaby along with Joe Barucco. He's also known for composing the music for the film Rhymes for Young Ghouls, the film Shelby, and the film Happiness. All right, the special effects was done by the Blood Brothers Effects Team. This was produced by John Cristal and Robert Vroom. Production company on this was. Prospector Films, the distributor, was Elevation Pictures for the 2019 Canadian theatrical release. It had a release date, September 5th, 2019, at the Toronto International Film Festival, of course, in Canada. It had an estimated budget of about $5.5 Canadian dollars, and it grossed about $30,000 in the theaters. We've talked about this several times in the past. It was probably on a very limited release, so mm-hmm. you
0: can't put a lot of weight behind its gross. All right, so moving. Probably enough so that it qualified to try to get certain awards and to get into certain festivals. Yeah,
1: and I was like, probably looking for a distributor to get picked mm-hmm. up too. It makes sense. All right, so moving into our cast, I want to lead off with Michael Gray Eyes, who plays the role of trailer. Now, this gentleman's actually got some really cool credits to his name. He is uh, in the films Smoke Signals, he's also in the film Zigzag, Woman Walks Ahead, the film Togo, which, if I'm not mistaken, is like a Disney film with Willem Dafoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he's also in the film Wild Indian and the remake of Firestarter. Now, he was in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark back in 1995. For those who are curious, because I did look it up, the name of that episode happens to be The Tale of the Manaha, where he
0: plays a shaman. I'll also throw out, I'm a big fan of Rutherford Falls for the two seasons that it ran. That's pretty cool. I mostly want to point it out in particular because most of the time uh, Michael Gray Eyes is thrown in a little bit more serious and dramatic roles and he actually gets to play with his comedy in Rutherford Falls and motherfucker's funny. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I also say that he was a part of Fear the Walking Dead back in 2017.
1: Mm-hmm. He was in American Gods uh, back in 2017 and True Detective in 2019. All right, we have L. Maya Tellfeathers who plays the role of Joss few things of note from her. She was in another Cinderella story. She was in The Body Remembers
0: When the World Broke Open in the film Night Raiders. I've heard good things about Night Raiders. I don't know what it's even about, but I've heard good things about it. <laughs> right on. All right. We've got Forrest
1: Goodluck plays the role of Joseph. A few things of note from him. He was in the film The Revenant. That is with Leo. <laughs> All right. He was also in The Miseducation of Cameron Post's. I Used to Go Here, the film Cherry, and The Republic of Sarah, which is a television series from 2021. All right, we have Kiowa Gordon, plays the role of Lysol. He was a part of the Twilight Saga, which included The New Moon, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn. He was also in The Red Road, the film Roswell,
0: New Mexico, and the film The Liberator. Um, I've also watched the first season of Dark Winds, mm. and he's really good in that. Mm. He's co-starring alongside Zon McClarnon. Okay, um, nice. Based off the Dark Winds book series from, I think the dude's name is Tony Hillerman. but
1: Nice, hell yeah.
0: It's kind of, uh, I thought this was neat. I actually ended up talking about this for a minute on one of the other podcasts the other week. But Dark Winds was a big hit. And even a, from what I understand, a pretty big hit amongst natives. The writer, Tony Hillerman even though he himself wasn't native, he went to Indian boarding school. Oh, well, but like, I guess a couple of the things in those novels were kind of telling tales out of school and like shit that he wasn't necessarily supposed to talk about. Gotcha. And so it kind of met with some backlash, but at the same time, like I said, it was like, there wasn't any other good representation happening at the time. So it still kind of ended up de facto becoming a big hit. Cause yeah. it's like, this might not be good that he did this, but at least he did it. Nobody else is telling our story. Exactly.
1: It's at least trying to get something started or at least putting some info
0: out. And so then the TV series is them taking those books as the basis, but giving it to an all-native writer room so that mm-hmm. they have a chance to retell that.
1: I like that. Yeah, so they can
0: correct the wrongs, mm-hmm. if you will. But whereas, like, this, is, this movie's based up in Canada— like that's all Navajo country, the the and stuff.
1: Yeah, well, that's cool. All right, we've got Olivia Scriven plays a role of Charlie. A few things to note from her: she was in The Husband. She was also part of De Grazi, Next Class from 2016 through 17. She was also in Giant Little Ones and Black Conflux. All right, we've got Stonehorse Lone Goman plays a role of Gisigu, which he's also the dad.
0: Yeah. Or the grandfather of Joseph in this film. I believe I saw that it translates to like old man. Okay. That's in, cool. in Mi'kmaq. I was like, yeah, there's no way I know
1: what the hell that is. <laughs> All right. The only other thing of note from him, he was in a project called shipwrecked, La bell, the ship that changed history. All right. We've got Brandon Oaks plays a role of bumper. A few things of note from him. He was in taking chances, rhymes for young ghouls, Togo and with E, which is a television series from 2019 in Dickstown, television series from 2019 through 2022 all right we've got a few other actors and actresses and that'll run out our cast and crew we've got willem below plays the role of shooker a few things of note from him he was also in the twilight saga eclipse movie he was in diablo thunderbird the unforgivable in the film fresh all right we've got devrie jacobs she plays the role of james in this Few things of note from her: She was also in Rhymes for Young Ghouls. She was a part of the Mohawk Girls television show from 2014 through 15. She was in Another Cop Wolf, really interesting. All right, she was a part of American Gods television show from 2019 through 2021. I think she was in two episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. She's also a part of Reservation Dogs television show from 2021 through
0: 2022. He's been killing it on Reservation Dogs. That's Although awesome. she's, I, she's the Dawson casting. Oh, really? Because gotcha. she's, what, like 27, something like that? 28? Oh, wow. Yeah, in comparison. She's 29. She's supposed to be playing like a 17-year-old on that show. Gotcha. But she fits in. She does a good job. Like, And most of the other kids are actually pretty close to their age. Gotcha.
1: But that's, that's okay. We've seen worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. All right. Now, this guy, he's got some really cool credits. I'm talking about Gary Farmer, who plays the role of Moon. Right. I had to write this down because I've brought this up several times Anytime we've talked about Canadian shows or canadian movies whatever but he was also part of the littlest hobo television show Mm -hmm. from 1983 all right he was also a part of powwow highway he was in ed and his dead mother which is a steve buscemi film dude if you read the synopsis of that film it reads almost like an american remake of brain dead aka it is crazy man dead alive is what i'm saying but it reads like it but it's, it's definitely not. Wild, okay. All right. He was also in Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. He was in the film Dead Man, which is a Johnny Depp film. It was a really cool black and white film. He was also in Smoke Signals. He was in Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, the film Adaptation. He's also part of Reservation Dogs, television show from 2021 through 2022. Uncle and, Brownie. Yeah, and more recently, he was in Resident Alien from 2021 through 2022. All right, we've got Kent McQuaid plays the role of Shamu. A few things of note from him. He was in One Eyed King. He was also in the film 300. He was in Erased and Rhymes for Young Ghouls. We've got Natalie LaCunti. She plays the role of Lilith. She was in Havana 57 and in the Dark television show from 2020. And last but not least, we've got Felicia Shulman. She plays the role of Doris, just like The Dispatch. She was in. A David Cronenberg film called Shivers, way back in like the nineteen seventies. I think seventy six, something like that. She was also part of Are You Afraid the Dark television show from nineteen ninety four. That episode, I didn't have to pull up because I'm curious, right? She was in this is actually a pretty decent episode, season three, episode ten, The Tale of the Dream Girl. Okay. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, that one where they have that cemetery, dude. I've I've been there unknowingly, knowing that oh, that was okay. where they filmed a lot of the cemetery. That. Cemetery is massive, dude. Anywho, she was also in the Mystery Files 7 show from 2016. So that pretty much rounds out her cast and crew. You gave us a brief setup. She gave us uh, some warnings for our listeners, that is.
0: Pretty bloody and gory. Yeah, it has some good moments, man. Um, Um, I was surprised. Language? Yeah. Especially a sexual story that gets pretty graphic. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, like, as far as... Well, yeah, you do get to see
1: (laughs) some nibbling on some... Some peni. hmm <laughs> So you get to some of that. Did we say language? Language. Yeah, language, for sure. Yeah, surprisingly, not a lot of nudity that I can think of,
0: if at all. No, like. not that I can think of, other than what you just yeah. said through a prop.
1: Yeah, and that's all it is, a prop, so. Gun play, sword play. Warning, kind of if you're an James asshole that's
0: racist against natives, <laughs> like, don't watch this, because... Like, they're the
1: heroes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think, you know, anything more (laughs) direct. I honestly can't think of anything else.
0: Yeah, me either. I think that mostly covers it. I mean, it's Canadian. It's Canadian. Yeah, if you don't mind Devery Jacobs putting on an insanely thick Canadian accent. Gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, that was wild. Especially because I've heard her not speak like that a lot. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I guess let's get into this and we can find out how Blood Quantum made us squeal. How does that make you squeal? All right, Blood Quantum. I'm glad we finally got... I kind of was the one that pushed for this because I've been watching a lot of native shit anyway lately and it's been on my to-watch list since it came out. Like, I'd heard good things about it even before I went on this little kick lately, so... Yeah, it's like, I vaguely remember when it was, or
1: when it premiered on Shudder, you know, as an exclusive. But outside of that, yeah, it's been... Kind of like how this podcast is in a way. Like, some of these films take a a backseat, or, you know, they're on Mm -hmm. the back burner, and it's a good way for us to... Finally, check it out. There's a lot of media out there. It's easy to forget something for a little bit, especially the age we live in now, where everything is just like
0: instantaneous. You got it's like boom, 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 boom. Mm
1: -hmm. It's hard to catch up on anything.
0: Yeah, for real. Glad I finally got to it. I mean, the fucking too long don't want to fucking listen is (laughs) like I I really dug this movie. No, I really appreciate it too. I think it's a pretty solid film. I do think it's funny. I was thinking about this a little bit earlier. Where, like, I think the first couple times we ever did zombie movies, we've brought up how, like, neither one of us are the biggest fans of fast zombies, yet I think every fast zombie film we've talked about on this show, we've ended up liking. Yeah, coincidentally (laughs) enough, (laughs) you know, but... Just in concept, I think, though, I'm just like, I would rather have slow zombies, but... Likewise. eh, There's also, like, honestly, slow zombies aren't really scary unless you have a shit ton of them.
1: Yeah, then it's like, oh, no. Because
0: <laughs> if it's just a few, then it's just fucking fun. It's a walk in the park. Like, that's you getting to live out your zombie-killing fantasies. Like, Oh, yeah, I mean, you can do with them as you please at that point. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I'm cool with it. Whatever. Fast zombies. Like I said, I dug this movie. So I guess as we get into this, like, it interested me from the get-go because of just the name. Because I'm not sure how many people out there... Just know right off what it that it's referencing blood quantum laws
1: you know, to be quite frank as like initially i didn't know that to be honest so you know
0: because we review films and we tend to research i was like oh okay well this makes total sense i guess i'm trying to think how to go about this this is a weird bit because like i know blood quantum laws because i was affected by them growing up something that all natives kind of cringe when they hear but i'm part native I don't claim it in my day-to-day life because I didn't have that lived experience. That being said, I'm like a step removed, and it's partially not by choice. My mom is an enrolled member of the tribe. However, she's right on the edge because my tribe, not mine, because I can't enroll because of blood quantum laws, is one of the tribes that still use blood quantum laws. Wow. So up until the age of 18, I think I was like an official descendant or something like that. Like I never looked further into it once I found out I couldn't enroll anyway. But I like, I did get like free dental up on the res through my mom nice. up until like I was 18 years old. Yeah. And like, she, she did spend part of her time growing up, like growing up on the res. Like if she wants to claim native more power to her, I don't like claiming it. Cause I don't have that lived experience. Right, and because yeah. I was never able to enroll in my tribe. Which kind of sucks because technically, thanks to my dad being Mexican American, I am probably technically more indigenous than some of the members (laughs) of my tribe. Wow. But I'm not more from that tribe than they are. Yeah.
1: And it's because of quote unquote technicalities and what, you know, what have you.
0: But if you don't know, blood quantum laws were. So they were originally put into place because old white colonial racism. Basically, it was one of the tools used in perpetuating the genocide across Natives in the United States. It was how much Native you could be before you weren't considered white anymore. And it was partially so that the government could keep the numbers lower to help erase the native identity from the United yeah. States, as well as to be beholden to less people for the treaties that they did make and the parts that they were were upholding between the tribes.
1: I see. So it's, it's kind of like um, skewing the numbers. Yeah. In your
0: favor. That being said, over the years, some tribes have... It's kind of controversial because some tribes have gotten away with it completely. You just have to be able to prove like, This was my mom, this was this person's mom, and it goes... Honestly, a lot of those roles still go back to like pretty fucking racist origins and lists that the government was making to try to include some individuals, exclude others for various reasons, depending on which list and role that you're talking about. But there's a lot of tribes that are a lot more open, where as long as you can prove, you know, I'm a direct descendant of this person... Yeah, it doesn't matter how many steps you are removed. Right, still genealogically, you're a part of the tribe, if you will. However, some tribes still use blood quantums, even though they have very obviously and traceable racist origins, because it's at least a way to keep that identity with people that have been a part of the culture.
1: Yeah, it's some. It's fucked. No matter how you look at it, really,
0: which I believe is probably the one of the reasons, like why my tribe uses it, because if you suddenly open it up,
1: right, then it's, it becomes kind of like a floodgate, and it's yes, yeah,
0: you suddenly you culturally
1: you'll start losing a, an identity. I, I get that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's just I know it's like how how do you establish something that's so tarnished to begin with. And it, but I get it. You have to start somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. And I believe there was something something like 500 different recognized tribes across the United States. Mm-hmm. So, like, some of these details might go for some and not go as much for others. It varies. But, like, I don't know. It, it sucks both on both sides because you don't want to lose that and suddenly have Jeez. it diluted amongst a population that truly has no connection to that area anymore or to those people anymore. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. We, But also basing uh, it off of shit that's demonstratively fucking racist you know, is also not great. That's kind
1: of what I always want to get at was, I don't know how it was up here, because I'm not from Montana. But being from South Carolina, I mean that the area I'm from does have some Native American tribes from that mm-hmm. area. The more, I don't know, the more prevalent one would have been Cherokee, right? And I just mm-hmm. showed you, <laughs> you know... But that was kind of like the thing is like that was a running joke around that area is like you know you know somebody who's like I'm one sixteenth Cherokee so therefore or or somebody has a Cherokee princess grandma
0: right it's like that is like one of the tropes or stereotypes that I grew up with when it came to that and it's exactly because of that trope that I said like everybody out in Indian country is going to wince when I say I'm part native yeah
1: and it's like yeah that's what I'm getting at and that's why I needed to
0: take the time to explain like. I don't claim it my day-to-day because I understand that there is more than just the blood there. Yes. However, exactly. because of blood quantum laws, I was also not allowed the chance to be a part of my tribe. Yeesh. So yeah. it kind of sucks.
1: <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's a weird... I don't know. It, it it's, it's tricky. Let's put it that way. It's tricky.
0: It especially sucks because growing up brown in Montana means that I was automatically assumed to be native my entire life anyway.
1: Yeah. Even though... You had this other stuff going on.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't matter from the outside. Yeah, I'm brown and in Montana, and I'm yeah, obviously not black
1: or ergo. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Plus, it didn't help that, like, my best friend growing up was, like, uh, or is, I guess, like, legitimately, like, three quarters Blackfoot. Yeah, so that's a like, simplification. Okay. I happen to know he has some chip wine in him, too, because I used to go to powwows <laughs> with him and his family. <laughs> nice, but it's, it's really interesting, though, nonetheless. But I do have... That's the other weird thing, though, is, like, I do have a little bit of shared experience. Like I said, I was getting my dental up on the res until I was 18. Like, I've had to sit there in the fucking IHS offices and, like, dealt with, like, the stupid... There was a couple times mom went and paid the money to go get a white dentist instead because she didn't want to have to deal with sitting there in the fucking IHS office and dealing with all that bullshit paperwork. I would... Like, my best friend was native growing up. I hung out with his family all the time because... I don't yeah. have a bad relationship with my family, but his family was so much cooler. No, I mean, yeah, I think we all gonna uh,
1: relate to varying degrees with
0: family, you know, like especially growing up with our families, so yeah. I and like it. would like legitimately like was being mistaken for being a little native kid anyway, and was like growing up going to powwows with him and stuff. Yeah, like, that's
1: that's interesting, man. I think,
0: and all his family knew that, like, you know, he can't enroll, but he's part. Yeah, and he's Mexican. It's not their fault that they're not considered a tribe. Like, uh, yeah, so and they like said, all accepted me as part of them. That's but.
1: cool, but I, I don't know what you're saying it. Still, it still sucks to an extent. And like I said, I think any time that you have, you know, varying heritage or culture, you know, mm-hmm. cultural uh, backgrounds, sometimes stuff like that happens because of all these weird technicalities, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, uh, I get it to an agree, but it's still ah.
0: Uh, I get it. I don't fault any tribe still wanting I, I to don't. use blood quantums. I don't. It just I wish there was a better way.
1: And that's where kind of getting back to what we were saying is as murky as it is, for for some it still gives them something to culturally, you know, identify with. So like you said, it doesn't open up the floodgates for mm-hmm. others to like, oh I'm this or that you know what I mean? It becomes very, very muddy.
0: That's just a long way of saying that this movie interested me from the first time I yeah. saw its name, because I immediately knew, oh, shit. So, like, blood quantums in some way. And honestly, that's part of the plot of the movie. Blood quantums no, are yeah, a thing. Same. Once it becomes so diluted, you can get bit by a zombie.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting premise, because I think if you're watching this as an outsider, I, you could go two, one of two ways, I think. You can immediately side, you know, with, with the micmac and be like, oh, yeah, this makes sense, you know, for whatever reason. And then you can also be like, well, this is like a knock against townies and white people. It's like, well, yeah, you can read into that. But I think if you know the reasons behind it, it's like, oh, okay, well, like I mentioned before, Barnaby, his name is Jeff Barnaby. Right. <laughs> All right. That doesn't sound like he's native, but he is. And I've already mentioned he's a part of the Mi'kmaq tribe, etc. And he, which I didn't know this either until after the first view, but he set the film in 1981. He says, because that particular year in Quebec, there was like a, a force of game wardens, fishery officers, and like Quebec provincial police officers. They raided that town that he's from, Alistagouge, and they arrested and beat like many members, uh, and they confiscated their fishing equipment. I don't know all the details behind it, what led to that mm-hmm. event, but there was a documentary made about it. It was called "Incident at Restigouche." It was uh, made by Alanise, even though it's like looks like Alanis. Atl- I listened to an interview by her, but um, her last name's Obamswain. She's also native as well. But anyhow, he based some of those events from that time period, and he made all the members of the cast watch that documentary Mm. so that gives them a better idea of what was going on for this film so i was like okay knowing that it makes more sense of why things play out the way they do because that particular town i know i'm kind of like moving forward in the plot too with the film but that town built like a an enclave they boarded themselves in Mm -hmm. you know and so there was like two raids that happened Mm. and that's where kind of you know Gave them a little bit of a, an impetus to do that.
0: Uh, I guess getting into the actual, like, meat, and <laughs> yeah, no. meat of the movie, like, first off, it was neat showing the infection starting with the fish.
1: Yeah, that was. That was really cool. I like that. In thinking of symbology and, like, all right, it shouldn't be a surprise, but most First Nations, Native Americans, etc., very attached and in tune with Earth and nature. So to me, that was like, okay, there, that's the first sign. The water's fucked.
0: There go your animals, and this is the first sign. The fish. Something right, and you can also interpret it. I think in a couple different ways. The fish is often used as a Christian symbol.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And it was the waters that brought colonialists over.
1: That's pretty interesting. Yeah, makes sense. Bloody the waters, muddy the waters. Yeah that's that's really cool
0: i think it's not
1: a i don't think it's
0: no i don't any i also don't think it's entirely intentional because like i don't think you can make any similar arguments for like the dogs No, no 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 but well i don't know
1: i don't know like how much you can read into like symbology and what this means or metaphors or what have you but yeah. Regardless, I think it, at
0: the end of the day, me, it's just a neat idea to show it that way. I
1: think that's what it was. Like to me, it just it more or less symbolized like, okay, there's something
0: not right happening, and it's, it's affecting the waters and the animals. In this case, the fish. I think what's neat about it is that most of the time in a zombie movie, we know that we have a zombie movie going on because the first thing we see is somebody coming back from the dead, Absolutely. not animals. But this is setting up the stakes early on of. How much this is going to encompass in this world? Oh man! You suddenly can't even trust the fucking salmon.
1: No, it's like it, it affects the your drinking water, and it also affects the food supply.
0: Mm-hmm. So you kind of it's it's fucked. Like I said, if you want to read into symbolism with the fish, you can. Right, I think right, it's, right. There. it's there. I'm not sure if it's there with the dog. With dogs, I don't know. Nothing that you could concretely say yeah this is what it signifies so the, the, we're in the spoiler section anyway right so we'll, this movie is just a very well-made movie with a lot of really good mirroring to the fact that we both begin and end the movie in a boat in obviously very different circumstances but in you know the opening scene it's bringing in death and like the end scene they're in the boat but it's like hope and life carrying on absolutely beyond all this but but it wouldn't it wouldn't be a direct mirroring but the having to put the dog down definitely mirrors things that happen in the back half of the movie when we see even i mean half brothers turning on each other
1: yep it's a solid point
0: you know man's best friend it's a stretch, but I think, you know, you can yeah. go with like, look, if it can even turn Brothers. this dog, yeah. Then why shouldn't it be able to turn brother against brother? Yeah. Even <laughs> that though that sense. even though that happens, not even necessarily because of the virus in this movie, but No, but there's still you can read into it. Let's see. So the fish go well, we see weird shit happening with the fish and Gisigo.
1: Yeah, and then you also start to get like some dispatch calls a little hmm. bit to um trailer right my right. so you kind of get a little bit of like there's some shit going on in the background in this
0: town or all the rest you
1: don't know exactly
0: what but you know things busy. are starting to pick up yeah. even though even if i think it's one of those things where like if you're watching this movie you probably already know it's a zombie movie so the audience is <laughs> is learning all of this. But, like, it makes sense that the characters aren't putting all these things together. Right, yet. not yet.
1: It, I mean, it's not obvious yet.
0: But to the audience, it's like, oh, shit. Like, things are starting to get bad. Like, this is about to, to spill out. Yeah, which I do like that. It's like, you, we're getting little pieces,
1: but everything's starting to kind of become clear what's happening.
0: We basically get introduced to trailer and moon. Because of the dog thing. Mm-hmm. I I legit just wrote him down in my notes as Uncle Brownie because of how <laughs> much reservation dogs I've been watching That's lately. Funny, I almost wrote him down as Arnold Joseph because of growing up with smoke signals, but Yeah, that was cool. I had to think for a second that he was Moon. And you get a little bit honestly, like I'm bummed about Moon. Like, I like Gary Farmer just as an actor. He's yeah. great in everything I've ever seen. him man. And to have him throw in with Lysol in this movie was kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah, like fuck. <laughs> but, you know, you know it's, what? It's the character.
0: That's also something about the this movie's a little bit of a fucking bummer. Like yeah. I liked this movie, but like at the end of it, I'm like, man, yeah. It it definitely
1: doesn't. I mean, even though, like you were saying, it it's I think a little bit hopeful, but with kind of like a Cormac McCarthy. Feel to it like, man, yeah, there's some hope, but goddamn, I went through some shit. Lost mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of friends, a lot of family. Fuck. So there's that. Right? <laughs> At least I'm not dead, I guess. Or smoking crack.
0: I mean, so in hindsight, it almost should be apparent that so many people in this movie die. Yeah, yeah. Based on the saying. fact that the character that essentially ends up being our main antagonist, even more so than the zombies themselves, is named Lysol. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Lysol kills, what, 99% of germs?
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, er- everyone's going to die. That's pretty funny.
1: There was a scene in particular where I was like, oh, this is, I like the way it was framed. It's it's not like something I haven't seen before. But to me, it kind of signified, if you're looking at it, what you're saying Like, people who are going to die in this film, there are some foreshadowing moments. Like, the scene I'm thinking of in particular, or Trailer, his dad, and I think it's Bumper, those three. They're highlighted by, like, red, accentuated by red lights that are coming off, like, the the taillights of one of the cars. But they're looking into the the trunk. I can't remember for what reason. But they're, oh, I don't know. I think they're about to go into, like, the convenience store to chop down some zombies and shit. Oh, right, right, right. Right, but I was like, ah, uh, if you're looking at it, all three of those guys die, and red usually signifies impeding doom and shit mm-hmm. like that. So I'm like, ah, uh, that's kind of clever if you're looking at it from that sense, like cinematic sense.
0: Bumper, who doesn't speak any English in the movie. No. Speaks Mi'kmaq the entire time. That's really cool. Which, was, that's dope. Like, I can't translate it. No, but, like, I wouldn't
1: it's want dope. To. <laughs> no, and the, I think that's what gives this film, you know, some uniqueness is that you don't see that every day in film.
0: And just the the flow of some of the dialogue and how, like, the sort of bilingual smash up. Yeah. Or yeah. whether it was just a, a natural flow and they would switch over. And... No, I
1: like that because for me, too, it signifies, like, yes, we can communicate, you know, communicate in English, but there's some things that we we have to communicate in our own language, you know, our native language, our native tongue, that it it signifies something different, it means something different.
0: Dude, we've mentioned him a couple times already, but, like, how big of a fucking badass is Kisigu? Yeah, he is really
1: fucking dope. You know what's interesting, too? I mean, it's not like you can't read this, but Barnaby's sister-in-law said uh, met him at a powwow event, bitched the idea to have him in a role or whatnot, so that's how they had that chance meeting. But man, yeah, he was he was awesome in this role.
0: For me, he's like a top tier horror character. Yeah, that was like, this
1: dude. He double. was badass. Like that is a dude you want as a ride or die in mm-hmm. any situation. Yeah, so yeah, he goes way up on the list.
0: Bumper's way up there too. Yeah, no, he holds cool. his
1: own. There was something I even listened to this on. It was like uh, Bloodbath and Beyond. They're a Canadian review. And they were talking about something I thought was really clever too. Is same almost same thing? Like what, right before they go into the convenience store, bumper and trailer, bumper puts up like that rope.
0: Dude, does that remind up. you kind of of like John Campeter's vampires?
1: Yeah, like that.
0: I John I, campeter anyway <laughs> yeah you know, but something out of
1: that or even like Shaun of the dead kind of shit mm-hmm. where there's a little humor in it but also it's like it's practical and it makes sense and why have we never seen this before right it, <laughs> it was, was like a... man that was that was dope <laughs> i liked it trip boom yeah i was like man that was fucking smooth i like that and it made sense all of it made sense that was dope i loved them just going and clearing out zeds yeah dude that was awesome i even like Like, the practical effects, man, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, if not. Man, it's solid. Yeah. Like, there's several moments. Even that scene, too, where they're walking through, and then that
0: Zed falls out, flops out. That's where the movie, like, I was liking the movie from the get-go. But when that happened, I was like, "Oh, like I needed, to, I need to sit up and pay a little bit more attention because yeah. it looks like they're actually going for it in this, and that's which what, is weird to say that that far into the movie because we technically already had the baby eating earlier than that." Yeah,
1: see, there's was, there's was moments like that that were pulling me in because I was like, "Whoa, this is this what we're gonna get?" Like the baby eating, the scene we where... haven't talked about
0: that yet. We No, skipped over that. <laughs> I know. I mean, we'll get to it, yeah. of course.
1: But even even like when the ambulance wrecks on the bridge <clears> and you've got Joseph in the back. And Joss, they get out, and then you've got that EMT that's going at them. And then here comes a chainsaw out of nowhere and the back that was of the great. Fa- like, whoa, okay. That chainsaw was <laughs> all right, Fetty. great. Fetty Al Red. <laughs> all right, Fetty. Fetty Alvarez. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, it, it didn't give it all, like, that wasn't what the film was about, like, through and through. The, they gave you the goods when it mattered, but that wasn't, like, what the film was all about. And that's okay. That's what I didn't know. I didn't know which direction they were gonna go with that.
0: Right. And not just that, I will say I'm also surprised at how long the setup is. Yeah. Like the That's pre zombie, zombie times. Because it's yeah. like a good like forty minutes in the movie.
1: Dude, I thought I was like, man, they're getting bit. There's so many characters that are about to die. This is like where are they gonna go with this? Um and then it's suddenly like time
0: skip and you're like okay <laughs> yeah six months later it's like okay okay they're figuring shit out they're, but before that okay that the getting crazy we because we keep i know we're bouncing fucking we keep bouncing but like a woman eats a baby in this movie that was i wasn't expecting that not that i'm opposed i'm never opposed to that because it's a film and that scene actually sets up one of the dangers potentially lurking through the rest of the movie absolutely and something i kind of wanted to talk about, because I think it's kind of part of the message of the movie, even though we know that it's about blood quantums, that scene sets up the fact that... Uh, what's what's Joseph's little girlfriend's name? I can't Her remember. name is Charlie, if I'm not mistaken. Charlie. Through the back half of the movie, it suddenly becomes a worry of Charlie's that the baby might turn. And that baby turned, Right. That's what Shooker's dialogue, even though he was fucking all coked oh, yeah, out, yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah, indicating, yeah. Yeah. was that, yes, mom turned, we definitely see that, but his indication was that the baby had come out turned.
1: Yeah, which, something I, I think the the film sets up cleverly, too, is, like, we didn't mention this, but at the the opening of the film, there's some text. Oh, right. Right, and that text kind of sets the whole... Forward, if you're if you're paying attention to what it says, because for me the way I read it or interpreted it was it's a warning about in this particular case like uh, tribes, first nations, whatever is having outsiders come in and basically muddying mm-hmm. the tribe, or you know like saying that you have an outside evil influence that's going to basically eat the tribe from the inside out. You know, it's like once you let them in, it's
0: just a matter of time before you know you're done i didn't put it all together the first time but when you're really paying attention to what he's saying in his fucking drug addled haze which by the way actually in hindsight that that his acting in that scene is incredible he's really selling how shook up he is and also just not being entirely sober yeah no he did a really good job i know you're saying yeah like he sold it and that's kind of what you want it sounds like, first off, as I said, it sounds like the baby had come out turned. Yes. By some of the things he says. But another thing that he points out is that the town has never accepted his wife mm. or his girlfriend or whatever she is. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back to kind of like I was saying with when how I was growing up with my buddy's family who they were like, yeah, he's part native, but. He's native, like, yeah, and, like, we know yeah, yeah. he's indigenous, and, like, they always treated me as part as, of the yeah, family. Really. Charlie's baby's fine. Charlie was always accepted as part of the family. No matter how much Lysol didn't want to, right. everyone else was always like, no, Charlie's always here, like, we're cool with Charlie. Like, Charlie, you know, the baby is Joseph's, the baby's part of the family. Like, yeah, no,
1: we're cool with that. But, yeah, in this case, because she's not accepted.
0: And I think that's one of the the more subtle messages thrown in, Is there could be a way better than blood quantums, right? But we've unfortunately moved too far past that,
1: yeah, because it's because
0: it shouldn't uh, just be that,
1: of course not. But you know, that's where we're getting at. It's like I'm not a historian on this, I don't claim to be, of course, but just even knowing a little bit of that, it's just it still is like, ah, yeah, it's fucked. I and it, no matter what my sentiment is on it, it's not going to change
0: the facts, so there's that too. But regardless. And, once again, this is there was 500 different tribes, so this is a, a statement that's going to apply yeah. to some and not others. And we're talking about just down in North America. I'm not talking about First Nations oh up gosh. in Canada yeah, included. exactly. Like, some of them definitely have histories of, legitimately, not in, like, a fucking dumb Hollywood dances with wolves kind of way, <laughs> but legitimately bringing in outsiders and considering them part of the tribe. And blood quantums do away with the ability to do that. Exactly.
1: No, that makes total sense because I think that, yeah, that's tough, man. Because well, if, again, you, if you like, are I, accepted. I'm not right? arguing
0: for that dumb Hollywood trope no, of, like, white man better. shows up and outnatives out no, the native. of course not. But legitimately, some tribes have a history of, like, no, like, we're super cool with this guy. He's technically part of our tribe.
1: Right. And that makes sense. You know, especially if you immerse yourself, right, for whatever reason, you know, it doesn't matter. And and you're accepted, then, yeah, you're going to be viewed as a part of that group, you know, Mm -hmm. those people. And, yeah, no matter how much blood testing you do, it's not going to show that up or it's not going to show up on a test, if you will. So, yeah, that's where it's like, ah, that gets tricky, man. Yeah, it gets tricky.
0: And I, like I said, I, I didn't piece it together till the second time through, but I think this movie at least is very subtly commenting on that by I agree. the difference in the fate between the two women and their babies. I, I totally
1: agree with you there. Yeah, um, that was wild. That was wild. That was good. And then he mashes her face in with the butt of the shotgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, fuck. He talks about, I think, <laughs> I think I killed her. He's <laughs> like, yeah. I... What do you think? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the night pops off the yeah. the police station. Like all the acting at the police station is good. I kind of wish that um those two actors that play Joseph and Lysol, God, what's it's Embry Call and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Embry Call is Lysol, or not, how I think Kiowa is his K- name. Yeah. Embry Call is the character he plays in Twilight. No, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, you say is it Kiwa? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, he and Forrest Goodluck play Joseph. Right, right. I kind of wish that they were playing the opposite roles. I think they yeah. both did a really good job. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But they kind of give off different
1: vibes to me. They totally do. And not that it's miscast because I don't think it is. It's just, No, gag. I think they both do their job extremely well. I do. But, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. I, I hate to say it like this, too. There is one person, and this is just my my personal view on it. I'm not discrediting anybody for what they do because it's, it's, you know, it's acting. They have to do it. But some of her acting felt a little <laughs> kind of like, ah, uh, was uh, the role of Joss. Like, she's a good actress, but even, like, some of her mom, like, ah, uh, she doesn't give off
0: mom vibes to me. Not well, not I at mean, least not to Joseph. I mean, this is the, I enjoyed her in this, but this is the worst I've ever seen um, Devry act. Yeah, it's like, it's
1: not great. But, but once again, it's like I—that's—that's kind of not the point of this film either. No, no, um, it's not contingent on how well they're. It's like no, they're—they're they're doing what they need to do, and that's fine. That's
0: good enough. And like I said, if everything else she's done is better, and this is the worst thing right. I've
1: seen, and that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying it's not no. the best.
0: But I was—I was kind of expecting more from her, especially after watching a shit ton of reservations. Yeah, I, I mean the way it's set up too, and
1: in, in that. Six months later, I'm like, okay, well, okay.
0: They almost frame it like she's the leader of the group. Yeah, it's like this is some Borderlands kind of shit going on right now, so let's see what's up. It's not used enough. Yeah. Yo, Lysol's mask and fucking overall look in the six months later is so fucking good. It's so dope. Yeah, that was dope.
1: But, yeah, I think it was more aesthetics.
0: They use it all the time in the marketing. In the movie itself, though, it comes up for, like, 30 total seconds. Yeah, given and it's like,
1: ah, I, it,
0: yeah, no, it looks good. At least his whole look. Like, he's often has his fucking dope spear and things. But right, but yeah, he's not always masked up. Masked and, up, yeah, no, no. And he doesn't become the type of antagonist that uh, uh, that getup kind of implies when you nah, see him in the I d- Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Honestly, is- in the marketing, he doesn't look like the antagonist. He looks like the protagonist. I was going to no, some fucking zombies. Then
1: this, once again, it's no discredit, and, and it's whatever it is. It, this is what it is to me: is he has like these soft features, so he he would be more of like a sympathetic character, you know, it's just on the on the surface. Mm-hmm. Whereas Forrest, and like I said, no no discredit or anything, is like he gives off more of like a antagonistic mm-hmm. kind of vibe. He looks like a hard ass. That's what I'm getting at. So it would be an easy.
0: So kind of looks
1: kind of like a burnout almost, at least yeah. in this role. Yeah,
0: a little bit. Yeah, like he had been partying a little too hard. <laughs> this is based off like limited, you know, listening. I, I did go check out an actual like native review of the film. Nice, but I th- something that I kind of agree with that I don't that he, the, that guy also brought up, and I don't even think you have to think of it in terms of like the tribe and the reservation so much as just, like, groups of people that hang out together all the time. I think people discount just how many people in a situation like this with the zombie apocalypse happening would be 100% in Lysol's frame of mind. And I know, like, any piece of, like, extended zombie fiction touches on it. Like, Walking Dead has characters that are kind of like Lysol and shit like that. Like, I'm not saying it's discounted. What I'm saying is, like... It wouldn't just be like, like, it's a bunch of people. Oh, They're like, we get shit on anyway. We actually managed to make a stand here. This is our fucking land then. Fuck all y'all. I wouldn't
1: blame them 1%. Like, not not one iota, because, I mean, hello. Mm-hmm. Like, look, look what's going on around us in this scenario. The first good shit happened to us, we're immune. Dude, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, we're locking it down. Good
0: luck. Also, I have to imagine most people went into watching this movie knowing that the premise is that the natives are immune. But if you didn't, how much of... If you didn't uh. know that and you watch this, how much of a uh. fake-out is it that right before the six-month gap, like, three of the characters have been bit? Yeah, exactly. That's what threw me a little bit in that first
1: act, if you will, is you've already got, what two or three of the main characters, if you will, are bit. And I'm like, oh, um, what? But then, yeah, you, like I so you realize they're immune, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that, okay. Now this this gives it a whole different meaning now. I like it.
0: When Michael Gray eyes takes off his shirt to get his new wound looked at, at by Joss, did it give you kind of fucking raw vibes of when the, the husband fucking...
1: Yeah, that's funny, dude. All right, here's something I have a little bit of a, a qualm with, right? Mm-hmm. I understand the character. Now, you brought up something interesting, and this is maybe a bit of a coincidence because, you know, we did Martyrs last week. We didn't come in with the intention of having a film that loosely has, like, Christian symbology in it, but, mm-hmm. you know, given the history, it makes sense. But the Lilith character, right? Now, you... You're looking at it biblically, even in like the Gnostic gospels and shit like that too. Lilith can be interpreted as like the first. Adam's first wife. Right. And sometimes the snake, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know. So in this case, right, you could say, okay, well, she was like that snake-like character. You know, she came in and spoiled the bunch. Mm But, 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 my point being is if you were that like determined to keep people from coming in and, Infecting the rest of the group or, you know, potentially fucking it up.
0: Then wouldn't they be getting strip searched by Dude. Joss?
1: I mean, at least, li- like, let me lift your shirt. I'm not saying show me your tits, but, like. Right. You that, know what kind I'm that part kind of bugged me, too. That to was the only really, like, major qualm I had is, like, that didn't make much sense. Like, you're going to check
0: these people out. I think, I think in the moment, I kind of, like, explained it by, like, well, Joss is just making up for the fact that Lysol was such a dick outside.
1: And I, yeah, I can. Completely understand that, and like I said, it's not it's not major. It's not major. It's just no, I agree with you though. That I'm just on. like, dude, that is so obvious. That's so obvious. That's it's like, like I said, show me your. I gotta see some skin. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not for sexual reasons. It's like we gotta protect Strip down your fucking skivvies, right? It's like just like a medical check. That's it's all. Not, a, that's all we need. We've got doctors here. <laughs> Shit. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, nah, that didn't make sense. But I can forgive it because that it carries the
0: plot along. That's the whole point. And I get it, but I'm like, oof. So what's super, what's really interesting about that scene, not, not necessarily that scene, but everything leading into it, like the family showing up and... Like the one gal being obviously infected, obviously the <laughs> yeah. Lilith makes it in and has, was low key infected. Dad must have also been bit because he turns after his oh, suicide. Oh yeah, exactly. So, the, first off, that <laughs> giant fuck up letting three people in oh, and in dude. one go.
1: <laughs> yeah, what the fuck?
0: Which I also like. That seems once again the movie doesn't happen without that happening. But right, 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 right. Come on. Like all it takes is one, not three.
1: Like But you know, you it brings up that point too. It's like, all right, you have a character who's I don't look at him as the antagonist, but he has those leanings, Lysol, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? But in this scenario what he says makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And I'm like even though he's saying it in you know, in a really fucking pricky kind of way, but it's like, dude, I can't fault him for what he's you know what he's laying down was like dude no like we we can't fuck this up now just because we're trying to be sympathetic
0: and it, like here's the thing like the mood everything else in the movie kind of backs them up too not just like they let yes. the people in but Thank even you. when you later on have the uh, michael gray eyes voiceover when they're explaining how how like their defenses are set up and like their side of the town and shit. Yeah. And, you know, you have Uncle Brownie out there. on the Dude, that was awesome. That was dope as shit. But even his voiceover admits, no, the problem is the live people. Yes. Like, we can deal with the dead at this point.
1: Yeah, we figure that out. Yeah, and, and, and that's the point, though. It's like, you, you're setting this one character up to be this prick, this dickhead, is probably a little uh, irrational because he's he also does drugs. <laughs> but Well, we also... He is a fucking...
0: Back, right, I'm not saying he's out, not but like, but because right.
1: but because of that, people are gonna like tend to want to like be more sympathetic with the Charlie character and her sentiments. It's like, no, we're just trying to help. It's like, oh yeah, because of that, you want to, you know, get these people to some help.
0: But yeah, no, you just let in the, the virus. So here's the other neat thing, though, when Devry is bringing the dude in and she turns and what are you doing with that you can't bring that in here yeah the power of her recognizing a diseased blanket yes and throwing it in the trash can this time like for native history yeah probably would have been a good idea to get rid of more blankets yeah, see that's And I don't like mean to joke around with that. It's no no just... no no no.
1: You're you're not joking right in in the sense because the director himself, the the reason he used the whole zombie kinda angle, is he, he started thinking, he's like, What would happen if First Nations people, Native Americans, were immune to smallpox? Right. How much history would have been changed and, and how different it would have been. And so that's kind of like the idea behind it, so I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't Natives surprise on, me why he was doing that kind of stuff in the film, like throwing the blankets away and doing the, all these other things. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's just kind of
0: the what ifs. Native's up and down this entire continent <clears throat> and the one below us. Oh if my you gosh, if you read yeah. into the estimates of how many people probably died by the by the pandemics set off by yeah. the first colonialists. It's it's kind of disgusting the percentage. Like, I
1: I would reckon somewhere in the upper ninety percent mm-hmm. range. Like, how many people got wiped out, especially in South, excuse me, South America, among the Amazon? It's like unreal.
0: Yeah, even the conservative estimates, I it's unreal. Real. It's it's something actually kind of really sad to, to actually it read really, about. And it really, over a course of just a few
1: generations, it wiped out mm-hmm. who knows how many millions of people. Yeah. Literally untold millions. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of disgusting. Think about it. Like Jesus Christ, man, I fucked
0: up. So that's actually like a huge moment in this film. Yeah, heard it. Yeah, be like, no, Fuck these blankets. And that's you don't what get saying. to bring that in here, even if they might have fucked up. Like, no, the, it's followed up by that big emotional punch of like, no, you don't get to bring this shit in here.
1: Yeah, it's like no matter how any, how much, no matter how sentimental or what the intrinsic value is, it's like that right there alone can wipe out a whole nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, literally. So, yeah, no, it's going in the fucking trash can. Get over it. We'll get you a new one.
0: <laughs> you know? Let's see. Yeah, we kind of started hinting at where everything starts going, because yeah, dad goes, can't take it. No, Goes and kills himself. himself.
1: Right, like, so we already said Lilith.
0: She has, like,
1: a, a checkup, just a, like a more of just a face-to-face verbal checkup hmm With Joss. And that's where I'm like, you've got the doctor or at least nurse right there,
0: dude. Just something.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, I need to do a physical check. You know, and then it's like, have you been bitten? No. It's like, that. that's not good enough for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not. I don't believe you. No. <laughs> um... But she goes to the bathroom. That is. That's when you see where she's fucking bitten. She's got the wound. She hears the noise from the stall, and it happens to be the dad. the guy off himself, but he's reanimated. And then, yeah, then that's
0: when shit kind of kicks off from there. Michael Gray Eyes goes and takes care of him. That's mm-hmm. when he gets bit again, and that's why he's getting checked out by Joss, and we get the his shirt off moment. Yeah. Find out. <laughs> he's been putting his fucking body on the line. Yes, he has. Taking these guys out. And he's been really putting that immunity to um, the test. The, yeah, he's been on the front line several times. That's just a kind of badass moment in itself though when you're like oh shit when you realize
1: like no he's he's one of those people who will sacrifice himself for the greater good of
0: mm-hmm. community yeah what there's a, the pretty pretty public argument with Lysol yeah
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, didn't I feel that. like all those parts are pretty straightforward and it goes into yeah. like the partying at night because there's nothing better to do.
1: Right, it, you know, there's a lot of animosity, of course, between some of the family elements. It's like, we learned that a little bit early on with Lysol, because Lysol and Joseph had the same father, who was Traylor, mm-hmm. right? Now, Trailer, they don't really tell you exactly what happened to Lysol's mom, but it it sounds a little bit like, what's his name, Shooker? Yeah. Like his situation, I mean, not pff, baby eating, but it yeah, yeah, yeah. sounded like she was probably an outsider, And something happened, like, she was either kicked out the res or, you know, like, ostracized off the res. Or whatever. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But probably something
0: akin. She was outside, and he was changed when he came back from living with her. was. she ends up dying, right? Like, because he's always saying to, or Joseph says that, like, he's always making fun of him. Like, at least you have a mom and shit. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, he went into foster care and all this other Mm -hmm. stuff. He went in, Alan came out
1: Lysol you know, so you already have that. Like you have a kid who has a mom, Jaws, kid who doesn't, but they're brothers. So there's already this animosity because they both share the same dad. Mm-hmm. Relationships are different, apparently. So anyway, it, you're, it's already set up in that that direction. <laughs> what I thought, what I thought was funny is we, we've kind of skipped a little bit about this, but there's two parts in this film I thought were funny, and I like that they used it, even though it's kind of gross. It's still funny. It is the reason why Joseph got arrested in the first place, in oh, the early shit. on in the film. That was fucking... That was I forgot about that. That shit was fucking funny. Fucking funny. Him shitting on that car and then
0: falling off and landing <laughs> on the back of that car. Of that too, I was like, what the fuck? That seemed... <laughs> that was funny. That seemed almost like it was just because it was being retold, it was stylized some. You know what I mean? It's exaggerated. Yeah,
1: a little bit. But of yeah, like I how like there's the
0: couple little cartoon segments through the movie too.
1: I, see, I like that. I think that that makes the film to me more interesting and, and more engaging. It makes me feel like I want to be more engaged.
0: I feel like the movie is very realistic and grounded, unless it's a story being told, in which case it's yeah. happening like they're telling the story. I like that too. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a little fabricated. So well, mm-hmm. That's what a story is.
1: And then <laughs> Lysol is telling Joseph about Lilith in the time he hooked up with her.
0: Oh my god.
1: That and was got so blood all over his face. Yeah, and walked in because somebody else. Did somebody else get locked up? And he was mm-hmm. going in to try to get him out. And he, so they assumed that he was in a fight. He's like, "What are you talking about?" And they threw him in the slammer. Yeah, and so he's like, "That is the most repugnant shit I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. I was like, "It's kind of funny, man," because it sets up all this other stuff in the film. You know, because it's not much later after that particular moment where he's trying to hook up with Lilith again. And, of course, unbeknownst to him, she's infected.
0: The transition into that happening felt so weird and sudden that I wasn't entirely certain it wasn't, like, a nightmare sequence. Yeah. I mean, and I don't surprising. mean that necessarily in a bad way, but I yeah. had to just, like... I actually stopped and rewound and rewatched it. Like, did I miss something? Like, Yeah. It, it took me a second to... Same thing, because, like, this movie... <laughs>
1: It has some, and for a little bit, like, it has a little bit of a pacing issue.
0: Like, it could have been a little bit shorter. Well, yeah, I mean, we already said that for some reason the before-time sequence is, like, almost half the movie.
1: Yeah, and that's okay. You know, like uh, there, There's a few things that could have been more condensed, but that that's okay. That's just my little, you mm-hmm. know, minute critique. But, yeah, there's there were some things I had to rewind. That was one in particular because I was like, oh, he's talking about... Lilith and mm-hmm. okay that makes more sense why this story's cause it's like alright this is kind of shit I'm back in I'm back in yeah. <laughs> I'm back in I wanna Yeah, hear this but yeah because I didn't get all the context I had rewind as well you know
0: that shit's wild I, I could not have <laughs> was foreseen in a million years <laughs> that this movie was heading to fucking Lysol doing the last 30 minutes of the movie with his dick bit off yeah what the fuck that's <laughs> that's some Canadian humor it has to be Has to be. Or that we'd see her hold up the mushroom head before chomping into the side. Dude, he's like, don't don't do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she does.
0: (laughs) Don't let her finish. (laughs) Yeah,
1: oh my gosh. Yeah, she does. Or at least she tries. That was wild. I wasn't expecting that. But you're right. Even after that, he still manages to.
0: If you're Joseph at that point, why do you listen to his request to not kill her?
1: I don't know, bro.
0: Like, I'm like, no, the rest of this movie partially hinges on that, too, because Lysol convinces we don't see the scene happen. We just see fucking Joseph loading him into the car or loading him out of the car. I can't remember which. Yeah, I can't remember. But one of the first things he asks is like, why didn't you have me kill her? And I'm like, why did you listen to him? Yeah, what the fuck? And why that, wouldn't that, you have killed her
1: immediately? That should have been an obvious choice, like, from the get-go. As soon as you see anybody turn, that's it. That's a
0: done deal. Yeah. From the get-go. They're not human anymore, bro. No, no, no. That's, like,
1: that's, that's been what long That's what Devery defined. was saying.
0: They're Zed now. That wasn't your daughter. That was Zed. That was that's Zed. not Lilith. That's Zed. Exactly. So, that's already been laid out. That's already been defined. It, <laughs> why wouldn't you? Yeah. Especially because... It's not like Joseph's that much of a goody-two-shoes. He was no. taking a shit on a car ten minutes right, earlier. Right, right, right. And and we already know he has kind of like those leanings.
1: Like, he knocked up his teenage girlfriend. I mean, he's a teenager himself, mm-hmm. right? He's shitting on cars. He's getting locked up with his brother, doing delinquent shit. Not that he's a bad guy. He's just doing delinquent
0: shit. Yeah. Doing stupid shit that teenagers do. And he's not even entirely not on Lysol's side, no. At, at the beginning. He's more pissed off that Lysol fucking points his gun at his chick. Exactly. So, and he's still having to grow up really fast, like, because he's mm-hmm. got a kid on
1: the way. You would assume he's, like, 18, 19 years old, something like that. You
0: know, and he's facing a fucking world apocalypse. <laughs> so, no wonder they didn't write that scene, because it doesn't make any sense that he didn't kill her, right? Then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> I do get that, but...
1: It does set up some things, you know, a little bit later on because Lysol does use her being uh, Lilith to go back in and try to infect the rest
0: of yeah the the whites that are hiding out in the settlement.
1: Yeah, he's gonna weed them out, <laughs> you know. So to me, it's like okay, I, I get it because the whole idea behind it, or not the whole, but you know, some of the idea behind it, we already mentioned it was you you take a what if, what if smallpox hadn't affected mm-hmm. natives the way it did. And instead, you're immune to this virus. And in this case, you know, it was spread by the townies, white people, whatever. And you use it against them. You can kind of weaponize it against them. And this is kind of like what that version is, mm-hmm. in a sense. You know, I'm not saying it wholeheartedly, but I think it, it's an interesting perspective when you're typically the outsider looking in on the like a subject like this. You know, if, if you're not a part of this culture or whatever. You're like, you're not going to have an understanding. So it's going to feel a little, I don't know. You're going to feel a little defensive, maybe like, mm-hmm. why are they talking to me? <laughs> but it's not that. It's like, I think that's what makes this film a little bit more interesting than just a normal film. When you're tackling a subject like this, you know, that's kind of what I'm getting at. So that it's interesting that like I said, that you're something that you should have killed <laughs> a Zed, but now you're weaponizing it. Once again, like said, uh, Mm-hmm. to turn on the people that this girl was trying to help, you know, an,
0: an outsider trying to help. So it's interesting. It's my big word salad. And that just means shit's popping off on the inside, even while the guys are outside. And that's yeah. that scene we were talking about with, like, the tripping the zombies that came That is so shit. cool. That was so dope. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then you see Gisigyu, and they're just, he's got a whole fucking slew of them sliced up. Zed's dead. Zed's dead, yeah. yeah he's good. <laughs> like, this dude's a badass.
0: Yeah. all I mean, that entire little bit was badass. All three it. of them clearing yeah. out that bit was pretty fucking killer. It felt a little like a video game. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. In a good way.
1: No, I like, yeah, yeah. I'm not knocking that. It's yeah. like, no, it was cool the way it was set up. It played out really good. felt like a little like Resident Evil to, to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's good.
0: The body dropping like that. See, I kind of wish that like the before times were split in like half. Time-wise. Yeah. And that we got one more scene like that. Yeah, because those, those really sold me, like, <coughs> they're doing a really good job with this practical
1: effect shit. Man, they're like, this is good.
0: Except the other scene like that, have it be, like, like Lysol and fucking Wolf. That's Devery's character, right? Her name, shit, her name was, like, something, something. Kinda goofy. No, oh, James. James that's yeah, her I'm character. it's kind of yeah. goofy. Have, like, the young kids do a clear-out section, that too. That would have been cool. Yeah, exactly. Give them a little bit more action, if you will. It was obvious that they're capable. Yeah, I mean, they've hell, been holding
1: like, shit down. Exactly. Six months later, you've been doing something to, enough to fortify a community, your res. Uh, you would think they have a little
0: experience in this shit. And then you'd have a chance to use fucking the mask Lysol's again. dope-ass mask more. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm like, ah,
1: uh, it's, it's those what-ifs and, and those could-have-beens, but, you know, sometimes they're
0: not thinking that way. Right. I'm just bummed because, like, any time you load up the movie, like like I said, that's basically what you see.
1: Yeah, it's like, that's, that's kind of, I'll give them that. It it's good marketing. It, it looks it's, good.
0: It's really good marketing.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, unfortunately it's not used as much as I think we would like. hmm
0: But, you know, can't have it all. <laughs> <laughs> but they get back from that and they're like oh shit shit's bad yeah. well they get the little bit of warning beforehand anyway but
1: but still uh, like shit's popping loose you got to get back they do lure a good swarm of them out Who is it bumper he gets in the squad car mm-hmm. and gets them to
0: that was good that was just with the country music. I love when we see things practical. thought out like that
1: right it's practical it makes sense it's like yeah you got to have a distraction so you can get back in mm-hmm. got them out being the Zed's, they go back in, and they get back in with Joss, and that little group, right, because the others are getting attacked, mm-hmm. like, they're fucked, and so they find their way out, because they have a little plan, has been plant. stabbed by, his brother, yeah, because yeah. there's, a, they have a little outside moment, where, who is it, Josie? he's like, I got no family, he stabs him, he tells him he's sorry, all that shit, yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, that's fucked up, mm-hmm. but it's betrayal, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's blood, blood brothers, one of those tales too, you know what I mean? It's like Cain and Abel. You could kind of read into that yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yes, so that sets up some other stuff, but essentially, what
0: they're doing, they're just trying to get out. And um, I'm trying to think how they do it. Well, see, that's the thing. This because they get down in there after they lure them out and shit, and they they reconvene with everyone in the the basement of the clinic or whatever it is. Yeah. And then they have they're getting out the back stairwell. Basically, it's like the emergency exit. Yeah, owner. they do have that set up in case. You know, Bumper shows up in the nick of time, and they're, you know, they're able to jump out there. And this was the one bit of the movie, because they're like holding them back behind the doors and doing all that sort of classic zombie in a house type shit. Yeah. And it just felt oh, like yeah, the movie right. didn't right. set up Michael Gray-Eye's sacrifice to be necessary enough. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's, it's a
1: little... It's. It was both a little cliched and didn't seem a little like lackluster. Were, yeah, just a little bit. It's like you, know, you get it. Like he sacrifice. It. They've already been kind of building that up, and like mm-hmm. I said, it, it was a little bit foreshadowed to me using the red to highlight him. And I'll agree with and, all of yeah, that too. Exactly, but um, but it,
0: it's still a little. It it lacked a little something. Yeah, you know? it seemed very ordinary. Yeah, and not necessarily like. The rush was on so much that it was needed for him to sacrifice himself. Yeah. Not at that moment. I, I see your saying. <coughs> but once again, it's like, we
1: get it. Like, he's he's sacrificing himself. Like, yeah, they tell stories. Like, that's telltales of me. Great tells. Yeah. yeah, you get it because I set that up earlier. That makes sense. So, yes, you're right. He sacrifices himself in order for everybody else to
0: get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And at the same time... And that's... I will say it is a little bit of a shock because up till that point in the movie, the movie has framed him as basically being the main character. Right. He's, he's the badass. Billy Bass of the group. And then you realize, oh, no, it's about... It's a lot about Joseph, but the movie shifts focus to Joseph and Gisigu especially. Yes.
1: They're... Yes. So in that respect, too, I was going to say as uh, Lysol gets with Moon, mm. right? And they kind of get off, and I guess they, they're trying to come up with their own little plan,
0: you know, at that point. Well, not only that, but they also know what the main plan is, because, like, they're part of the camp's defense. Yeah, that's, that's a and, solid like, point, yeah. We had seen uh, Michael Gray eyes going over the plan.
1: Yeah, and then they start to sabotage stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what they do. They're sabotaging. They're also getting uh, Doris, the woman who works in the dispatch, to like, you know, tell them to come out to this, this, there's an attack at the church or whatever the hell.
0: Yeah. I, li- I like how they were both successful in getting them to go there and then completely not ready for when they actually showed up. <laughs> yeah. So. Because Gisigu gets fucking Gary Farmer in the head like it was nothing.
1: Yeah, which is wild because he's sitting here, he's like singing the praises of Lysol and just sliced right in the face. You're like, fuck, got him. <laughs>
0: And, it, yeah, it, it looked good. It looked good. It was fun. But, li- yeah, like, Lysol's whole crew gets took out like it was nothing, even though they were setting up the track. <laughs> it was like, all right. But Lysol himself manages to show up in all the wrong places at the right times. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> even
1: being dickless. That's right, yeah. So you, you get, like, these different events. You're right. Joss and Charlie wind up kind of escaping with bumper. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, Lysol stabs Bumper in the back. Yes. Yeah, and then that that creates that little standoff. He's not
0: immediately dead, but he's mortally wounded. Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. Like, he's fucked. (laughs) He's pretty fucked. Just winds up, like, popping off a few rounds because in the back of the trunk, Lysol has... Who was it? Was it? So I can't remember some random ass woman, wasn't it? Like wow. I think it was so just some rando. Rando, yeah. But he has her and he unleashes her, and the Zed attacks Charlie. And not long after that, of course, Joseph comes in, chops off the Zed's head. We find out Charlie's bitten. hmm That's
0: that little stuff that's going on there. Kim and Shooker take Lysol out to be executed. Yeah. Via Zed. That
1: was pretty wild. That was good. I mean, it's like, well, you kind of... You fucked yourself there, bud. hmm <laughs> You know? So, yes, the brothers have their little, you know, their little moment. Uh, Joseph stabs his brother, Lysol. And, yeah, a couple rounds get popped off. The Zeds swarm Lysol, disembowel him. It seems like all hope's lost because they get to that point where the dock is at, where the, the escape boat is at, and it's fucking in flames. Right. And then, not too far off in the distance, there's a swarm of Zeds chasing them. But Josh is like, listen, here comes Bumper. Or is it not bu- Not uh, Bumper. Sugar? Yeah, excuse me. Sugar and Gisigu, right?
0: Well, Gisigu's been with them. You're right. I'm,
1: I'm mixing some of this up. So, yeah, uh, Sugar does come up with that. Gisigu
0: showed up with Joseph, I believe. You're right. Um, yeah, because they're, they're. You're right they're they're together.
1: And that's where Joseph and uh Gisugu have that moment where he's like no I'm not leaving my home twice.
0: And then okay, so how do you interpret that scene? Gisagu's last stand. How do I interpret it? Oh, okay, okay. Do you think he lived or not?
1: No. Um I don't think he lived. Yeah. I I think what I think what it's supposed to symbolize, I could be wrong. I can you know, and I'm okay with that. I think it's supposed to symbolize is like all right, this is where it ends. Like, it's already spread into the res, but it's not going to come back out. Mm. Like, I'm going to end it right here. So he's going to be, like, the last stand, the last of the tribe to take that stand against the the invaders, you know. And what comes of it after that, it's going to be brand new, and whatever it is, it is. But it's not going to be any more of this, whatever it was before. Like, mm-hmm. this quarreling, this, you know... Um, colonialization and bickering and fighting and death and all this other shit, that's like the last stand, if you will. At least that's how I interpret it. And, like, he's going to be that person. Like, I can't keep running away from this. Mm -hmm. I can't keep leaving my land because of these outside invaders.
0: See, I was almost wondering if, with the transition into the, the cartoon format for his last stand, if it was a way of sort of symbolizing that basically... Transitioning into legend, like mm-hmm. where the hope of this movie at the end, when when the baby, you know, and that's who, like continuing the tales and Joss get away, you know, get away. Yeah. Then that's one of the tales of how they got oh. away of whatever starts next.
1: Absolutely, and that would make sense too. You know, like um, once again, like a biblical story is it? Who's is it? Moses that was sent down the river. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I'm not saying that it's, it's directly, but you could say it like, oh, okay, well they're. Being sent down a new path, leaving whatever this is behind, you know, and you're kind of carving out your own path. So that's kind of like I said in the cartoon. It seems like yeah, he stood, he stood his ground, but it's like nah, in reality, he got fucked. Um, I think he did he,
0: probably fuck up a lot
1: of them. Though. No, I'm not saying he didn't because he was yeah. yeah, he was badass. I was getting, but at a certain point, like there's only so many you can fend off before right. you're fucked. But I think that's a solid point too because the storytelling aspect of this film as well. Is that it's a there's oral traditions passed down. Mm-hmm. So trailer got his because he sacrificed himself. So he's going to be viewed as you know, a, a not necessarily a martyr, but <laughs> in, a, in a sense, and Gisugu as well. Like he's going to be legendary mm-hmm. for taking that last stand and holding them off and being this is the last of the tribe that is still on
0: native land. Right. It,
1: I mean, that's legendary stuff of legends.
0: It, I mean, it's yeah, it's the exact the type of thing that people continue that to tell stories about total change in this way or that absolutely I don't know, man i don't know what their normal customs I, or traditions well. regarding spirits are yeah but, but it's still, the kind of thing where they will be uh, venerated for generations i was about to say it's the kind of thing where in i think lots of flavors of like eurocentric culture rather than native centric you yeah. could people would argue like maybe there's now a uh, guardian ghost. Oh, there, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's the yeah, kind he's of thing that the leaves a spirit, mark. Yeah, I could see that for sure. In whatever form it, it leaves a mark Whoa. in this community. It's you know, the kind of the, Like I said, it passed into legend. Right. It, it,
1: like I said, not not to use martyrdom, but I'm going to. It's like, yeah, he's he's kind of be looked at as like a saint, mm-hmm. but not in those terms. Of course, of course not. But I enjoy this film. The score was actually pretty good. Like some yeah. a little synthy. We said the practical effects look good. Acting was pretty solid. Not the greatest I've ever seen, of course, but not bad either. Could have been a little bit shorter. Hour 40, not bad, but... I mean, even if you shave 10 minutes off, it's you know, it's not a huge difference, but... Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty solid film, man. I mean, considering, all things considered, for a film that's indie, out of Canada, that's specifically native, too, and using, like said, so that what-if smallpox, but in this case the virus didn't affect the native, and you're actually immune to it. How does that change the course mm-hmm. of, of history or, you know, what it means culturally? It's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: I think it'd be cool if they made it in, like, a TV series. I think that would have been cool. Like,
1: we've already got some really cool characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can only do so much within the framework of a film, even you know, in terms of the background and shit. So it, we already know that you would have something to to build upon if you wanted to focus on just a character-centric episode. You know, give us a little bit more background, perhaps, on the Gisegu guy and mm-hmm. his training with the sword and shit. Like, I want to know how that happens. Yeah, it was dope.
0: Yeah, overall, though, yeah, I agree. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Pretty solid film. Uh We haven't figured out what we're doing next week, have we? No, but well, we've got what two more before uh, we become more repossessed. <laughs> so we'll figure those out. We'll figure those out. In fact, I think that's probably what we'll go do right now. Because for this time, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried squirms